Patient safety is your right, so don't go wrong. Join me, Pat Rulo, every Saturday morning at 8.30 on WHKW AM 1220, The Word, and every Sunday afternoon at 2.30 on WHK AM 1420, The Answer. Stay safe from little-known health care and hospital hazards. For more, visit speakupandstayalive.com. That's speakupandstayalive.com. And I'll see you Saturday morning at 8.30. And I'll see you Sunday at 2.30. Welcome to Speak Up and Stay Alive Radio with author, speaker, and your host, Pat Rulo, serving you a generous helping of everything you need to know to help you and your loved ones stay safe during any doctor or hospital visit. The program is not intended to replace medical advice from a licensed professional, but rather to encourage you to become a well-informed participant in your health and well-being. And now, your host, Pat Rulo. Hello and welcome. I'm Pat Rulo, the voice for patient safety, where each week we delve into little-known healthcare and hospital hazards, as well as other fringe topics that affect your health and well-being. I'm so happy you've taken the time to join me, and today I have lots to share with you. So, let's dig right in, shall we? Well, today, I want to talk about the coronavirus, COVID, C-O-V-I-D. What does that stand for? Coronavirus disease or certificate of vaccine ID. Oh, sorry, I'm already straying. Sorry about that. I spend much of my days researching, and recently I came across an older gentleman who lives in England and in France. His name is Vernon Coleman. This is how he describes himself. Vernon Coleman was an angry young man for as long as it was decently possible. He then turned into an angry middle-aged man. And now, with no effort whatsoever, he has matured into being an angry old man. He is, he confesses, just as angry as he ever was. Indeed, he may even be angrier because he says the more he learns about life, the more things he finds to be angry about. Cruelty, prejudice, and injustice are the three things most likely to arouse his well-developed sense of ire. But he admits that in a pinch, inefficiency, incompetence, and greed will do almost as well. He does not cope well with bossy people, particularly when they are dressed in uniform and attempting to confiscate his Swiss Army penknife. Being told I can't do something has always seemed to me sufficient reason to do it, he says. And being told that I must do something has always seemed to me a very good reason not to do it. Well, I liked him immediately because I kind of feel the same way. And it's really being intensified with all of the arbitrary, controlling, nonsensical mandates we're supposedly being forced to follow today. Social distancing, masks, stay home, close businesses. I went to Aldi's the other day. Fifty Amish people 
in and out of the store, not wearing masks, yet I'm supposed to wear one? Oh, their beliefs exempt them. Cool. Well, I believe in facts and I believe in common sense that clearly points to the uselessness of masks. I got my hair cut last week and I was forced to wear a mask. Halfway through, I told the gal cutting my hair, I've got to leave. I'm hot, I'm sweating, my heart is racing, and I can't breathe. The fumes from the hair color, the hairsprays, the lotions, and the potions were gathering under my mask. No oxygen intake and forced to breathe stale carbon dioxide. So is that an exemption? Am I incapacitated? Tell you what, I'm not wearing a mask anywhere. And it's not because I don't care about my fellow human being. Clearly, I do. I mean, why in the world would I have a radio show about healthcare safety if I didn't care for people's health and welfare? Why would I write book after book about patient safety? Why would I do what I do if I didn't care about people? And not wearing a mask fits right in with caring for people. I care that there are actually people left in this world after this new world order sets in. I mean, we are being controlled like I have never seen nor could have ever imagined. <laughs> and wow, Dr. Farsi, as I call him, even suggested that people start wearing goggles. Seriously? How about rabbit ears? or rubber clown noses. Oh, I know, maybe we should all hop on one foot before we enter a store so the virus falls out of our nose. That sounds very scientific. Or maybe we can do the hokey pokey and shake it all about. It's madness. Here's another interesting thought. So last week, the governor of Ohio was to meet with President Trump but just moments beforehand, he tested positive for COVID. When I heard that, the words that tumbled out of my mouth without even thinking, a political stunt? Well, then, because he's so famous and important, he had the opportunity to take another test, and then another test. In fact, Dr. Michael Mina, an infectious disease epidemiologist, at the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health said, DeWine's ability to quickly get a second test showed that the system worked as it should. His ability to get a second test showed the system worked as it should. Okay, all right. In what world? Now, if you or I got tested and showed a positive, guess what? that positive number gets added to the daily count of positives for the state of Ohio. We don't have the luxury of getting a second or third test, do we? But most importantly, now, because of this, we can see with our own eyes that the numbers are wrong. How many false positives are on the list that now determines if kids can go back to school? How many false positives are on the list that determines if shops can stay open? Or the last call at 10 o'clock for restaurants and bars? 
What is that anyway? So let me get it right. The virus numbers will be lower if you have your drink before 10 o'clock. But a drink at a restaurant at 10.15 will surely cause a surge in cases. I mean, do you see how this is just lunacy? Nothing is based in fact. Nothing is based in common sense. It's an agenda to keep you fearful and compliant. And from what I can see, it's working. Here's more stupidity from Dr. Sheldon Campbell, a professor of laboratory medicine at Yale School of Medicine, when he was asked this question, why could you get false results or false positives? Here's what he had to say. The super short answer, joked Campbell, is that SH blank T, you know, that expletive that happens in the toilet, that always happens. Okay, SH blank T always happens. Okay, that's cute. Cute answer. And then he says each test provides its own slew of errors its own slew of errors. Do you enjoy the word choice? Each test provides its own slew of errors. That sounds like a lot of errors to me, doesn't it? Then he says antigen tests get false results because its procedure requires sticking a labeled probe to the virus proteins. Despite the best efforts of the people who designed the tests, sometimes the probe sticks to non-virus sticky stuff in the sample. Okay, is that science? Sometimes the probe sticks to non-sticky, non-virus sticky stuff. The probe sticks to non-virus sticky stuff. Okay, all right, all right, that's good. Let's base our, uh, let's base our uh, positive test count on that. Then he says, the same sensitivity that contributes to its accuracy can create false positives. A bit of viral RNA from a previous patient can turn a test positive. I, I don't even know what that means. A bit of viral RNA from a previous patient can turn a test positive. What are we, reusing swabs? Wh where would the previous patient's RNA come along? I, I don't know. Then he says, there are also human errors that come into play, whether lab specimens improperly collected or labeled or manufacturing errors with testing kits. All right. This is clearly useless when it's used to collect data that ultimately destroys the economy and human lives. Do you understand the seriousness of this? I do. That's why I'm not wearing a mask, because none of this makes any sense other than I need to be a sheeple. I need to be controlled. I need to do what they say, because let me tell you something. Wearing a mask is just a short distance from getting a mandatory vaccine. You got to start somewhere. We have got to start somewhere and stop saying yes to this lunacy. Anyway, I digressed again. Why do I do this? I want to get back to Vernon Coleman. 
This gentleman studied medicine at Birmingham Medical School and qualified as a doctor in 1970. He worked both in hospitals and as a general practitioner, but he resigned from the health service on a matter of principle when he refused to disclose confidential information, apparently, that he was asked to do. So he sounds like a very, very honest and ethical person. He has organized many campaigns concerning iatrogenesis, drug addiction, and the abuse of animals, and has given evidence to committees at the House of Commons and the House of Lords. Remember, he's in, he's in uh, the UK. After a 15-year campaign, he eventually persuaded the British government to introduce stricter controls governing the prescribing of benzodiazepine tranquilizers. Dr. Coleman has worked as a columnist for numerous national newspapers, including The Sun, The Daily Star, The Sunday Express, Sunday Correspondent, and The People, but he resigned from The People in 2003 when the editor refused to print a column criticizing the government's decision to start the Iraq war. He has contributed articles and stories to hundreds of other publications. Several of his books have appeared on both The Sunday's Times and Bookseller Bestseller List. In 1980s, he wrote the algorithms for the first computerized health programs. I mean, there's just so much more to know about him. And so I encourage you to visit his website, vernoncoleman.com, and visit it before they take it down. Um, because he's posted many YouTube videos about the state of the coronavirus and has had most of his YouTube videos removed. So censorship lives, people just go to the internet, can't find anything unless it is the uh, approved narrative. So today I want to introduce some of his thoughts to you because as I see it, he is spot on. In one of his articles titled, Your Body and Mind Aren't Enough, They Want Your Soul. He says, it's abundantly clear that the whole coronavirus hoax is being organized and scripted by psychologists who specialize in brainwashing and what are known in military circles as psychological warfare. The statistics show clearly that the coronavirus is no longer an epidemic. Doctors everywhere admit that there are now very few deaths from the disease. Indeed, many doctors are admitting that there never was an epidemic. The whole thing was a sleight of hand, a massive manipulation. He says doctors and nurses have been told that they will be fired and probably never work again if they speak to the media at all. A few have spoken out anonymously and have admitted that hospitals have not been busy. There have been very few cases of COVID-19. I've been told that the few patients who were found were tested many times and on each occasion the test was submitted as though it related to a new patient. How's that? Let me stop right there. So you've got a patient who tests positive. Let's keep testing them so we can count more numbers. So each patient who tested positive became 10 or 12 cases of coronavirus. The whole story has been created and we have been tricked, conned, and manipulated. In some hospitals, doctors and nurses apparently wore masks only when members of the public were around. Social distancing rules were never obeyed unless there were cameras around recording doctors and nurses dancing and clapping themselves. In the UK and in the United States, surgeries have been effectively closed with patients forced to telephone if they wanted to speak to a doctor. Now accident and emergency departments are going to be open only to patients who have telephoned and made an appointment. And he says, I shall be breaking my leg next Wednesday afternoon, so could I have an appointment, please? Around 3.30 p.m. should be the right time. 
or I think I will be having a stroke on Thursday evening. Could I have an appointment for 10.45 p.m., please? Surgeries in hospitals will soon be accessed via the Internet only. Face-to-face -face medicine will be a thing of the past. Artificial intelligence is taking over. Hear me when I say that. He goes on to say telemedicine will replace traditional medicine. Operations, when they are essential, will eventually be performed by robots. Doctors and nurses haven't understood it yet, but they will be redundant. It is no accident that shops are struggling. Forcing everyone to wear masks and forcing shops to put social distancing tapes on the floor is designed to make shopping such an unpleasant experience that everyone will do their shopping online. Telling shops not to take cash is utter nonsense. It seems designed to put small shops out of business by making the whole experience unbearable for many. The current system seems designed to destroy shops. Similarly, pubs and restaurants are being destroyed by social distancing rules, by forcing us to wear masks, and by insisting that everyone leave all their personal details with the restaurant staff. The psychologists know that although one or two people will visit pubs and restaurants for a while, most will soon tire of the system that has been put into operation. Advised by the brainwashing specialists, Politicians are teasing us and controlling us by giving a little freedom and then taking it away. The plan is to disconcert us, to keep us on edge, depressed and fearful. That is what our governments are doing to us deliberately. But the lies have been elevated to new levels. They now want to control everything. We are constantly being told of draconian measures being introduced in other areas, and since the rules change from one area to another, we never quite know what punishments to escape. He says in one part of America you can be sent to prison for a year if you fail to wear a mask. In another part you have to pay a $2,000 fine, but there is no prison sentence. In Texas, some people have been told that they should wear masks in their own homes. In one shop, a guard pulled a gun on a man who was not wearing a mask. In California, people have been telephoning the police if they've heard a neighbor coughing or sneezing. The snitches and sneaks, eager to please the system, are part of the mass surveillance system. And yet, if you buy a box of disposable masks, you will probably see, printed on the side of the mask, a warning that the mask does not provide protection against viruses such as the one which causes COVID-19. And I posted a picture, this is me talking, I posted a picture of this on Facebook, and guess what? The Facebook fact checkers, oh yes, there's fact checkers now, look out. They took that picture down and banned my Facebook page saying that I'm putting up false information false information, it's a warning on the side of the mask box that clearly says that these masks do not provide protection against viruses such as the one which causes COVID-19. Of course it doesn't. The viruses go straight through the mask like a blue bottle fly through chicken wire, like sand through a chain link fence. If you are beginning to feel as though you are being treated like a prisoner of war, then you're beginning to understand the situation. 
There has been a global coup, my friends, led by the United Nations, the World Health Organization, and my favorite, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the World Economic Forum, and a variety of other billionaires. And their aims are quite straightforward. They want to reorganize the world. They want a world government. They want to destroy everything which we regard as normal. They want to destroy our history and they want to force us to use the internet for everything, which by the way, I just said is extremely controlled. You only read what they want you to read. They want us all vaccinated regularly and they want us to carry immunity passports if we want to leave our homes to buy things or obtain medical assistance. They want us tracked and traced every minute of the day. They want us to use self-driving cars because they can be controlled from afar. They want us to have smart meters installed so they can turn off our electricity supplies if we misbehave. They are creating so-called smart motorways, which seem deliberately designed to create more jams. They want us to use telephone apps for all of our purchases, and they want us to all be dependent upon the state. They want to eradicate small companies so that large multinationals can satisfy all of our needs. And they want to replace people with robots. The future they have planned for us bears very little resemblance to the world which we are accustomed. And the coronavirus, my friends, is a key part of the plan. It is the virus which is going to terrify us into obeying their orders without question. And they are using psychological warfare techniques to keep us under control. The only plague around is a plague of corruption. The individuals who are helping with the compulsory testing and tracking are today's concentration camp guards. Do you see that? There has been a global coup and our lives are being micromanaged by a group of very evil people and organizations determined to take control of the world in order to redesign it to suit their own selfish commercial and political interest. Our political system has failed us all completely. They want to get rid of the elderly, the middle class, and schools. They want to get rid of anyone who isn't deemed to be an asset of the state. They want children to be educated via the internet, and they aren't terribly interested in how well-educated they are at the end of their schooling. Forcing children to follow social distancing rules is completely unnecessary and so cruel it can only be described as evil. It will create emotionally damaged children who are germophobic, suicidal and homicidal, neurotic and psychotic. Many will become psychopathic. And I now believe it has been planned by the numerous teams of psychologists and military mind control specialists in countries everywhere who are helping to mastermind our new global world. Children wearing masks. At first, I thought that the social distancing in school was being imposed through ignorance, but I no longer believe that. That is being done to destroy, and it is evil almost beyond comprehension. What sort of people deliberately use CIA torture techniques on children? Psychologists, politicians, and teachers all around the world are guilty. This is all a question of power, control, and money. They want to control everything. They want to control our bodies, our minds, and our souls. And unless we fight back, we will soon be nothing but slaves of the system. 
We are fighting a war of terror, but our enemies are our governments and international organizations, such as the United Nations and the World Health Organization, and we all have to stand up against the system. Once the COVID-19 hoax has been properly exposed for the sham that it is, the whole plan will fall apart, and it will be impossible for the manipulators, the plotters, the enemy, to try the same trick again. Vernon Coleman, July 2020. I so encourage you to head over to his website, vernoncoleman.com. And with that, I'm out today. I'm exhausted from all of this. You should be exhausted too, but you should be empowered to say, yes, I realize something funny is going on here. Do some research, talk to people, share, wake up, take the mask off, because that's the first step toward total control. I am Pat Rulo, and I am the voice for informed choice and patient safety. The information provided in today's broadcast is for informational purposes only and was not intended for use as diagnosis or treatment of a health problem and should not be considered as medical advice. If you've missed part of today's show or just want to share the information with friends, you can listen to all of Pat's previous shows at speakupandstayalive.com. Want even more information? Purchase a copy of Pat's book at speakupandstayalive.com. Once again, it's speakupandstayalive.com. Or you can call Pat at 440-725-5462. Until next week, remember, it's okay to ask others to wash their hands. You have to speak up and stay alive. Patient safety is your right, so don't go wrong. Join me, Pat Rulo, every Saturday morning at 8.30 on WHKW AM 1220, The Word, and every Sunday afternoon at 2.30 on WHK AM 1420, The Answer. Stay safe from little-known health care and hospital hazards. For more, visit speakupandstayalive.com. That's speakupandstayalive.com. And I'll see you Saturday morning at 8.30. And I'll see you Sunday at 2.30.